Welcome to the Focus and Chill podcast, where we discuss sustainable productivity and habit formation while avoiding the allure of hustle culture. Every episode, we interview guests who have got a solid habit and productivity game. We're your hosts, Joey. Hi. And Jeremy. He's Jeremy. Joey's a published author. I'm self-published, though. Has a background in psychology. Not registered, though. Has a deep interest in humans. Only some of humans. And a strong interest in habits and connections specifically. Mm, that's true. And Jeremy is a software developer with ADHD. And when he's not trying to come up with ways to stop himself burning rice, he enjoys doing a three-hour morning routine and surprising colleagues by doing sets of push-ups during meetings to keep the energy high. The Focus and Chill podcast is brought to you by Focus Bear, a habit and productivity app that makes healthy habits and deep work the path of least resistance. If you have a tendency to check emails or scroll through Instagram first thing in the morning, but long to develop a meditation and exercise habit first thing, Focus Bear can help you. The app blocks distractions on all your devices and guides you through your habits one at a time. Throughout the day, Focus Bear assists you to stay in deep work by blocking websites and apps that are unrelated to your chosen focus mode. Life's not all about work though. You'll be prompted to take regular breaks to rest your eyes and stretch your muscles. At the end of the day, Focus Bear helps you switch off. Work-related apps get hidden so you can unwind and sleep well. Check out the app by going to focusbear.io. And for this episode, we have a very special guest. It's Jeremy. Whoa. I wasn't prepared for this. Uh, sorry, to spring that, sorry to spring that on you. <laughs> I knew you'd like to give your guests time to prepare. <laughs> I'll do my best to ad-lib. Okay. Well, Jeremy, why don't you tell me what projects you're, you concentrate on during your focus hours? Sure. So my day job, I'm a product manager for an SMS company. The background there is I had a startup that I built up, sold it at the start of this year. And now I've basically inherited the, the all of the responsibilities and the many hats that I had with the old job, but now I'm called a product manager instead of a, a founder. But I wanted that title back, so I've now got a little side project, which I am the founder of, called Focus Bear, that we'll probably talk about later. It's an app that's basically designed to help me with some of the, the challenges I've had as someone with ADHD in terms of being able to focus and also defocus. I had a lot of issues with work-life balance, particularly during the startup and during the sale process. And the app is helping me with that to make sure that I cut off at an appropriate time. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. I'd love to talk more about Focus Bear. Hmm. And so how about the rest of the time? What do you enjoy during your time off? My favorite activity is cross-country skiing. I just went for a month up at the snow, which was amazing. Really like getting out in nature during the winter. I'll go out for skis on a, as, as much as I can. And then when, I'm, when there's no snow available, which is most of the year in Australia, I'm more likely to I, I sometimes do roller skiing. And I also enjoy trail running, a bit of cycling, and I've been getting into carpentry recently. Nice, um, nice mix of physical habits to to keep the to keep the hands busy. Mm. Yeah. What does your morning routine look like, and how has it evolved over time? 
Hmm. Could be easier if I share my screen and show that. Because I've got a very long morning routine. Basically, when I wake up in the morning, I use Focus Better to guide me through the routine. So I've got, first thing, I log the amount of sleep that I got. And then I also log what my resting heart rate was, how much energy that I feel I have from zero to 10. And that's helpful for me to to look at over time to see whether I am getting a regular amount of sleep. I normally try and aim for about eight hours. I do better on with eight and a half, but I don't normally get that much. Then I do a, a decent block of journaling. That's normally just free writing. Sometimes I use prompts. But I basically mm-hmm. try and dump out ideas that I might have first thing in the morning. Try and often it'll be about, depending on how much energy I have, it might be <laughs> the first couple of lines might be, I'm tired. I wish I had more sleep last night. Yeah. But, but often it'll be the, the ways that I find it helpful will be reflecting on the day ahead, thinking about some of the challenges that I might have or some of the the projects that I want to I want to give more focus to and thinking about how I'm going to be able to do the best that I can during that time. And it, it's strange that I find sometimes if I think about something, I don't necessarily get as much depth as I would if I journal. So that's why I find it useful that I'll start writing about something and I'll often have ideas that seemingly come out of nowhere. I get it a bit with meditation as well, but I tend to find that journaling tends to be better for me as a, a first activity in my morning routine. If I do mm. meditation first thing, it tends to be very preoccupied with me thinking about what am I going to do during the day? What have I forgotten? Ideas that I had the night before. Whereas if I journal first, it means that the meditation can be more about just counting breaths and it tends to go better for me sounds like it's almost like when you do your journaling it's like an emptying out of your of the Mm. clutter of your brain and then when you actually get to sit on the mat there's less things to settle perhaps yeah for sure i know the reason i started doing it that way is julia cameron the artist way where she basically Mm. describes journaling or her particular way of doing journaling as being meditation for westerners which is maybe (laughs) a little bit pejorative of westerners (laughs) (laughs) white people can meditate (laughs) but i do find it helpful for me the combination of the two works really well yeah yeah and you're referring to the morning pages is that right oh yeah 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 Yeah, i find that to be a quite a useful activity as well especially when something has like agitated me Mm. it's and for those those of us that don't know about it it's a simple practice of taking three a4 pages and handwriting and just basically writing what's on your mind and not stopping until those three pages are filled. Hmm. Sometimes it's more of a test of your hand strength than, <laughs> than, than your ability to, to express, hmm. but it's a, such a powerful exercise and I can't, I can't recommend it highly enough. It hmm. probably takes, it's probably, I think it's difficult for most people to fit in just hmm. because it's, takes probably about half an hour i think you should probably budget about 10 to 15 minutes a page yeah and so like a lot of people don't have the spare 45 minutes i think to in which to to do this mm. so yeah the, like the, i think the way it, to overcome that 
you just write with really large handwriting. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> one character per page. <laughs> I, what's in my mind? Cat. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, like I think I think one of the powerful things that we'll probably talk about in this series is that I think I think trying to start with a habit like that, a forty-five minute habit, is probably not really setting yourself up for success. Mm. It's probably better to start with maybe five minutes of stream of consciousness writing. It doesn't matter if you fill up. Doesn't matter if you fill up one A4 page. The, what matters if, like, you just don't stop writing. Never li- let your pen ri- leave the page or something. Something like that. I think five minutes is a lot easier to fit in than like forty-five minutes. Yeah, but, totally sorry, Jess, agree. I, I hijacked your your thread. Yeah, and and in terms of how the morning routine has evolved, that's been part of it for me. That I was doing five minutes for quite a long time for the last mm. six months or so, but I've started finding that. I have a desire to do more that I get to the end of five minutes and I I still feel like my hand hasn't completely cramped up yet and the pen's still flowing. Yeah. Um, It's been good to have more time. I'd like to do 10 minutes is probably a good duration. I've got a, a writing practice in the evening as well. And I think that's sufficient actual time writing for me at the moment. But who knows? Maybe in the future I'll end up with forty-five minutes. Yeah, I guess we'll like. I, I want to talk to you a bit more about your about your switching off routine. So maybe we'll talk more about that when, yeah, um, when when we get to that. But um, mm. yeah, I guess more in, in terms of your like we've spoken about your morning. In terms of your actual like your working hours, how do you optimize your productivity during during this time during your working hours? Whatever you define those to be. So basically. I've I've got I segment the morning routine into a few blocks. The, the backstory here is that the reason I'm using Focus Bear is because I found it very hard with the the business that I had where a lot of the customers are in the US. The the time zones are quite challenging there and I because I was doing a fair bit of the customer support, I'd wake up in the morning and have experience of of having previous days where there were a lot of problems maybe i shipped a bug to production last night and then i have all these angry customers and i found it very hard to break a bad habit i had of immediately jumping into email even though i knew that i i do much better i'm i'm much less snippy in the morning if i've done some degree of things like journaling and some form of physical exercise first but I found it very yeah. hard to actually motivate myself to do that. I know you've you've got a, a really strong habit of waking up and immediately doing meditation. I haven't really had that habit. I'm building it up now. But essentially yeah. what I, I'm trying to do with Focus Bear, and it's working well for me now, is that I have some time checking email, but I do that a bit later in the, the day. So I've basically got... I do the the journaling for 10 minutes. I do a short prayer practice just for about two minutes where I'm, I'm have a, not necessarily a, a denominated form of faith, but I, I pray to some form of higher power asking for strength and courage to get through the challenges of the day, which is mm. often scary emails that might come up in a little bit. Then yeah. I do some yoga. I have a series of 
well, different 10-minute yoga videos that all choose a different yoga video for me each day. I do that and I find having done the journaling, the prayer and the yoga, I'm in a pretty good headspace at that point and it, it's okay for me to spend some time checking emails. But the challenges that I have around focus is that I tend to also get into hyper-focus. So if I start checking emails, then I'll look up two hours later and I've got through all the emails, but by that time, it's also the start of my conventional workday and my colleagues in mm. Australia are coming online and it's very hard to then pull myself back in and to do meditation and do a hit workout and things like that. It, it's helpful for me to to have some artificial artificial way to, to cut myself off from that hyper-focus mode. So I basically, yep. I have Focus Bear, it opens up a, a portal into my email I can check email. I can, there's a, a few websites that I'm allowed to check. Everything else is blocked automatically. And then after 15 minutes, it cuts it off and I continue with the, the next set of activities, which is to basically look at my calendar. I have real problems with generally with punctuality that I, I often forget appointments if they're not in my calendar. And even if they are in my calendar, I often don't look at my calendar. So it's helpful right. having it to actually prompt it, bring it up on the screen. I spend three mm -hmm. minutes looking at my calendar and my to-do list. And that's helpful for just making sure that I'm not relying on my memory because it's not going to happen if I rely on my memory. I just won't show up for meetings and I, I'll forget critical tasks. I think people rely on memory too much. Mm. I think it's not really a great place to, it's not really a great place to be keeping stuff ironically enough it's much better offloading things to paper or to a hard drive or something or to a calendar and leave your memory especially your your working memory allow that to manage things that you can't offload and so mm. yeah i yeah. highly recommend the idea of the calendar and notebooks and, and what have you yep yeah, I love how David Allen puts it that the memory That's is spiritual right, yeah. RAM that should be used for creativity and not for trying to remember appointments. And I try and live by that partly because I yeah, think it's a too. good idea, but also because I, I really can't cope without it. And I, I'm very, very bad at punctuality and showing up for things. Mm. Then I do 35 minutes of hit and that involves... Uh, one second, Focus Bear has taken over my screen. <laughs> Evening routine. You must have reached a state of hyper-focus. <laughs> Listen to the bear, Jeremy. Listen to the bear. <laughs> I've escaped again. Yeah, so I, I do a HIT workout. I've got, I use beachbodyondemand.com for that, where it's got a, a vast array of different HIT workouts that I can choose from. Currently, I'm using BYOB, Bring Your Own Body, where they they do basically, it's half an hour of hit, and then I'm trying to get up to 45 minutes eventually. So I'm doing half an hour of the video, and then I just do five minutes where I'll do some weights or I'll do some random push-ups or dips, any exercise that I feel like doing for another five minutes. And that's been something that I've built yeah. up over time as well. At the start of the year, I was doing a five-minute workout, which sounds ridiculously short, 
And I, I can generally do longer workouts than that even back then, but it was all about consistency for me, similar to what you talked about in the last episode, Joey, around what James Clear talks about with both habit stacking, but also making it so easy that it's almost harder to not do it or harder, yeah, harder to not do it yeah. than it is to do it. And as I think I've it's something you can't say time, to. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So originally my morning routine in January was about 20 minutes long and I've just expanded it over time. Next couple of things, I'll, I'll blast yeah, nice through, one. brush my teeth, wash my face, which is three and a half minutes. And then I have another block of checking emails for 15 minutes. Then I have some food preparation. I will cook some rice and I use a rice cooker for that because I'm very bad at cooking in general. I often... If I have something, if I try and cook rice in a saucepan, I will invariably burn it. If I try and cook anything uh -huh. on a saucepan, I I normally forget about it. I'll go and check emails or I'll, I'll be doing some coding and I'll, I'll only realize that it's burning when I can smell it or when my wife yells at me. So I've resorted to mostly cooking with appliances that you can't actually turn on unless they have a timer enabled. Microwaves are very good. The rice cooker is good because it can detect when it's low on water. And also mm. my my steam cooker, my cuisine art, I highly recommend it to anyone who might have a similar problem. It is very good because you also can't turn it on without setting a timer. So I will normally turn on one of those appliances in order to cook some form of food for myself. I'm normally not eating at that time. I have my first meal at 11 a.m., but just to make sure that I've got rice ready and I don't have to think about it at, when I'm at 11 a.m., when I'm normally midway through my workday, I'll have a, a little three-minute food prep session then. Then I do some deep breathing. I've got a, a box breathing video that I like to follow along to where it starts out with four seconds in, four seconds hold, four seconds out, four seconds hold, and then moves up to five seconds and then six seconds. And that's quite good as a way, I guess it's a form of meditation where it's a very guided way of counting breaths. I like having the visual that I can follow along to as well. I find Ooh. that's really helpful. If I've just in the previous block, I've just checked some emails, maybe I've there's some problems with customers that I have, I've put out some fires, but my adrenaline levels might be up a little bit and doing the, the breathing helps me to calm down and get into more of a centered space again. Yeah. Nice. With the box breathing, is that, is that just like a set pattern of like, it might be hold your breath for five. Uh, so breathing for five, hold your breath for five breathe out in five and then hold your breath for five. Is that, um, yeah, I guess the, it's what, you go. The, the, the pattern is four seconds in four seconds, hold four seconds out four seconds, hold. And then it just repeats that. Yeah. I was using a more advanced app, the change state app for a while where it has a, it starts out with some yoga nidra breaths where it's really fast in and out. So do that 20 times, then do 30 second breath holds, 
35 second excels i found that i yeah it, it worked in some ways but it i found that it it spiked my anxiety a little bit when i was doing the very long breath holds mm-hmm. i think i was getting up to 50 second breath holds because it it basically progressively increases the duration of the breath hold and i know that there's wim hof breathing which has i think some of the components of that are similar where you have the rapid inhale and exhale at the start which again is a bit anxiety provoking for me because it's basically hyperventilating i still i I do that Mm -hmm. sometimes because that that style of breathing exercise it's a a focus breathing exercise i i've decided that i don't want that at that point of my morning routine i i might use that tool if i have if i'm finding it hard to get into focus later on but at this point, I think I want more of a calming breathing exercise. And I find that the box breathing is really good for that. Yeah, that makes but sense. I think, I think using the breath to regulate mood, whether you want to be more excited or be more relaxed, is probably an episode we can, we can do a complete episode of that and still probably not even touch on everything. So, yeah, really mm. deep, really deep yeah, subject. Yeah, there's some Something I like excellent. to nerd out on. Yeah, for sure. There's some excellent episodes from the Huberman Lab podcast where he, he spends two hours. And again, I, I think he could go a lot longer. There's a lot of depth to that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great the podcast. Next activity. Yeah, for sure. Highly recommend that if you if you're in a mood for a two hour podcast. We'll try and keep this one a bit shorter. <laughs> I'll need to to speed through the rest of my routine to uh, avoid making this part very long. So I've got the remaining activities are I read from a spiritual book. Then I go for a run. Right now my run is half an hour. I track metrics from my run, the distance, the average speed, the average heart rate. Then I make my bed, which I I think you reckon is a controversial habit that some people say better not to make the bed. But I like, I I don't necessarily do the sheets, but I, I make the doona look nice. And that that somehow makes me feel like I'm making the house a little bit tidier, even though you can see from my background, my room isn't very tidy. That's something I'm working on as well. But I'll start with the bed. That might be, that's a, a small habit, very easy, something I can't say no to. And I'm trying to build on that in terms of my overall tidiness in the house. Then the remaining part of it, I do another block of checking emails. I read another spiritual book. Then I do 15 minutes of meditation. And for that right now, I'm doing a following along to a 15 minute YouTube video and it will choose a a random one. I've got eight different videos that it'll choose from each day. Then I do three minutes of Anki, then six minutes of Anki app, which again may be controversial. Some people don't like Anki app. The It's basically a ripoff version of Anki, but for some reason I started using it and I've got all my flashcards in there. Vast majority are in Anki app and then some are in Anki. So I've got, in terms of flashcards, I'm doing some related to carpentry, some related to software development, a wisdom deck, which is basically trivia and some things that are 
it might be some of the key takeaways from books. I also have jokes in there as well. I don't have a separate <laughs> joke deck yet. I might build on that in the future. Then I do Duolingo, three minutes of Chinese study. Then I do 15 minutes of reading books related to my profession. Right now I'm reading a book about agile product ownership. And then the last couple are, I look at my calendar again in a bit more detail. The first look at my calendar at the start of the morning routine, that's more just checking that I don't have any appointments that are going to interfere with my morning routine. Sometimes I might have, say, an 8 a.m. appointment with people in the U.S. And in, in that case, I have to, I basically click a button in Focus Bear to postpone the rest of the habits, just like I'm doing right now, postponing my evening routine. Yes. And I, I then go back to the rest of the morning routine after I'm done with the call. And then the final thing, I'm doing some voice practice using an app called Vocal Image on Android find that quite good where it, it guides you to do various exercises to strengthen the voice. Whew, so that's about three hours, 15 minutes. And I'm normally at that point, especially with the, the, the last activity being to look at my day plan, which includes looking at my, looking at my to-do list. That really gets me into work mode, thinking about which tasks I'm going to start with first. And also yeah, thinking about how long each task will take. Is my to-do list actually realistic? I might make some adjustments to that if I've got too many in there. I do my to-do list on paper. I find that tends to work for me better than doing it as a using an app. And I might get a highlighter out and highlight a few that I'm going to begin with. In terms of in terms of the the next stage of the day, what do you do to optimize your productivity during your working hours? Hmm. Yeah, so I've got the to-do list where I have it split up in my different hats. So I've got actions for my day job, actions for the household, and then actions for my side businesses, as well as also having a plan for Basically, I write out my calendar, having the, the key appointments on paper as well, because that really, having it down on paper, I, I find that's better for me than having to look at the calendar on my screen. I do have about three different calendar apps to have some redundancy and make sure that I don't forget about appointments, but it, it's good for me to, to have it on paper. And then... The, the main thing that helps me with productivity is having very strong content blocks in place because I can mm -hmm. very easily go down rabbit holes and have an idea. And my inclination is if I have an idea to immediately start working on that idea, but with the content blocks in place, I can't do that. In some cases I can, if it's an idea related to the day job that I can start on that immediately. But Normally what I try and do is that I set an intention for each Pomodoro similar to what you do. So with Focus Bear, after I finish my morning routine, it will kick off what's called Super Pomodoro Mode, where it will <clears throat> get me to do four Pomodoro blocks in a row. 
I do 50 minute Pomodoro blocks with 10 minute breaks and it'll pop up a screen asking me for my intention for the next 50 minutes. I'll type that in. And then if I have an idea for something that is outside the intention that I've set for that Pomodoro block, ideally I'll put it down in my, my paper to-do list and then I can tackle it <clears throat> if it's appropriate in the, the next Pomodoro. So that really works well for me, having the pre-commitment to the four Pomodoro blocks and having it so that I, I literally, I can't cheat. The way that the Pomodoro blocks work is that I've got some focus configuration set up where I've told the app which websites and which apps are productive for me and anything else is blocked. I find that works better for me than if I use an app like Freedom where I have to actually specify each URL and each app which is non-productive, that's really hard because the internet is a really distract distracting place. Mm. There's a, a much smaller subset of websites which are non-distracting for me and which are actually heavily related to the type of work that I should be doing. Yeah, so you're going for like a whitelist model rather than a blacklist model. Allow list. Allow list. Yeah, pardon me. <laughs> How non-PC of you. Yeah, the P- non-PC thug. <laughs> so that's my my biggest tactic in terms of productivity, just not going, having the blocks in place, not going down rabbit holes. The other thing that works really well for me is looking at energy management more than time management. Because if I have a, a task that requires deep focus, I find it my ability to get that done is really dependent on how energetic I feel. And for me, the, the best way to optimize that is if I am not just sitting in my chair for three hours straight. I find that if I do that, my energy levels tend to really dip after even probably an hour. And there's probably ultradian rhythms and 90-minute cycles around that that determine yeah. it. But I find what helps is if I am regularly getting up from my chair, I don't really like using standing desks. I find my legs get sore. But what I do like is if I have regular micro workouts throughout the day. Mm. So I've got, with Focus Bear, I've got the Pomodoro mode running where it's blocking me from distracting websites. The other thing it does is every 20 minutes, it'll ask me to do a break activity. And right now what I've got, I've got an 80 second micro workout where it chooses a random exercise from squats, push-ups, lifting weights, burpees, lunges, and dancing like no one's watching. It'll choose one of those activities. Oh, and also shadow boxing. It'll choose one of them. And it'll, if appropriate, it'll show a YouTube video. So say for push-ups, it'll show a video where we've got a cute bear that is guiding someone to do push-ups. <laughs> and I, that, that can be helpful in just motivating me to do it. 80 seconds of push-ups, that really gets the heart pumping. And I find... When I, it, it oxygenates my body a bit as well, because I'm, I'm breathing a bit more. I find the combination of that in terms of increasing my heart rate, increasing my respiration rate, that tends to correlate well with how energetic and how focused I feel. 
Whereas if I'm feeling really sleepy, then I'm really not going to be able to do any deep work. I can try, but it's going to be subpar. So they'd probably be my my three main hacks that work well for me. Eliminating tech-related distractions, having intentions for every focus block, and writing down if I have an idea that is unrelated to the current intention, writing it down on my to-do list. And thirdly, having those micro workouts. Oh, and actually, the the other thing that comes into the break is I also the same thing as you. I I track my time. I I prefer to do that on paper as well because I've got I've got a I use Timing, a Mac app that automatically tracks my time in terms of which websites I had open, how much time I spent in my code editor versus Confluence versus being on calls. So I. I'm able to, if I want to actually look at stats, I use that. But in terms of an awareness tool, I find it helpful to to make sure that I have actually been sticking to the intention that every 20 minutes I'll be writing down what did I do in the last 20 minutes? Did I step, stick to my intention or not? And that that's really helpful. I don't really do anything with that those notes afterwards. It's purely an awareness tool. So that if I have gone off track, I'm reminded, oh yeah, that's what my intention was. Mm. In in terms of winding down, what what do you do to switch off at night? Hmm. Again, I've got help with that because I I find that I I can very easily get into hyper-focus, particularly in the evening, because I find during the day people are hassling me. I've typically got at least half my day lost to meetings, either with customers or with colleagues. And there's a real temptation for me to push on and to end up working until nine o'clock at night, which is really not great for me because I'm trying to wake up early. I'm, I'm normally getting up sometime around 6am and then I I still want to do things in the evening. So if I'm clocking off at nine o'clock, it means that I'm probably not going to get to sleep until 11pm, really not optimal. So I've, I've tried various blocking apps over the years. iOS has a built-in screen time feature where you, you can completely have all apps or you can, you can have it, I guess, gradated a little bit that you can have some apps still allowed and some not. But I found that I wanted to still use certain websites in the evening, but I wanted to control the order of which websites I would look at. For example, I spent some time on Reddit in the evening, but Reddit is super distracting and super rabbit holy. So I, I want to really constrain how much time I go into that. So I've got a an evening routine using Focus Bear again where it will it will prompt me to do certain activities. It'll lock other apps when I I shouldn't be doing using Reddit, for example, and guide me through that. So the evening routine it starts with going for a walk. I'll go for a walk with my wife. I've got it as a minimum of 10 minutes, but normally it's more like half an hour. That's a really nice opportunity to go and look at the sunset, talk to her, hear about her day. And that, that really helps me to, to unwind, actually physically leaving the workspace. 
that's really important for me because I work from home. And then I'll cook dinner. After that, I'll have some time, a 10-minute checking email block to make sure that my team doesn't need me for anything. And then I do have some more time on work at that point, which, which is more around things that I normally can't do during the day. I have a 15-minute or actually a half-hour content creation block where I will spend 15 minutes recording a YouTube video. Normally, I won't finish a whole YouTube video. That's related to the day job, essentially. It might be that it takes me three days to actually finish a video, but having it done in those 15-minute blocks every day works really well for me. And then I have 15 minutes of writing a blog post. And again, it might be that it actually takes me four days before I actually complete a blog post. But I find that's better for me. I I end up writing more blog posts if I do it in 15-minute blocks than if I try and do it in a one-hour block because it just feels too difficult to, to, to find an hour in my day. Very easy to push that out, whereas 15 minutes is very achievable for me. Then I I do an end-of-day report in Slack, letting my team know what I did. And that <laughs> the main reason I do that is so that they'll do it themselves. I'm trying to lead by example there, because if I don't do it, they won't do it either. Then I spend some time looking at Timing, the app that I mentioned, which does the automatic time tracking. And I find that helpful just in terms of being able to see, was I actually living to my commitment in terms of how much time I want to spend in the day job around working on planning new features, or was I basically fighting fires the whole day and on calls with customers for the whole day? And that's something that I then, it's helpful to have that data. It's something that my manager is interested in because they ultimately want me to spend less time on firefighting and customer support and more time on the feature planning. So if I have some data around that, that's helpful for conversations with her. Then I have my time on Reddit, eight minutes of that. I'm checking out the ADHD programmers subreddit. There's also one called Get Disciplined, which I find interested interesting, and some related to, yeah, also there's a few around product management that I occasionally dip into. Then I do some journaling for the day ahead, which involves basically writing out my to-do list and calendar, which means that the following day in the morning, I've got that already all sorted. I don't really have to think about it. And I'm, I'm clear in terms of if I have too many tasks, it's easier at that point to make sure that the to- to-do list isn't so full because I often end up adding more things to the list. And if, I, if the whole paper is filled up as it was today, that probably indicates that I have overscheduled a little bit. I try and use one color in yeah. the evening. So I, I wrote in red in the evening and then black during the day. So I can tell how much unplanned work I had. It looks like I added about 10 new tasks during the day. And that's probably not really optimal. But something I will continue to, to try and work on over time.
then the remainder of the evening, I, I've got a, a four-minute block looking at Product Hunt because I'm planning to do a Product Hunt launch for Focus Bear in the future. And I'm just looking at how other people do their launches and engaging in discussions with people on the forums. I have some very logistical habits around making sure that I've charged my phone and my iPad before I I'll leave them in another room before I go to sleep. I've got a prompt to do something nice for my wife. Maybe fill up a foot bath for her or bring her a cup of tea. A reminder to lock the door, put my keys and my wallet in a predictable place because otherwise in the morning I'll spend, if I needed to go to the office, I, I've had a tendency in the past to leave my keys in an inappropriate place where I can't find them. Better to have it in one place. And then I check in with my accountability coach. I use an app called Goals One, which I would recommend for everyone if you if you want accountability coaching. That's really good where I'll have not all of the habits, some of the, the critical ones that I absolutely want to do every day and some that I'm not hitting the ones that I really struggle with, I'll report to my coach. For example, one is having lights out by 9.30 and I haven't been hitting that consistently. It's been more like, I think last night was 9.45. I'm trying to gradually bring it back down. Then have a shower, check the weather, close all my Chrome tabs so the following day my computer is nice and fast. I normally, by the end of the day, I've often got about 100 Chrome tabs open and then it tends to slow it down overnight and make it very difficult to use the following day. Another block of checking emails, then 15 minutes of cleaning the house. And then basically the back half of the evening routine, I often don't get to it, but it's things that... I really enjoy doing if I do have time. So 15 minutes on Duolingo. I have the, the morning routine doing three minutes of it. But if I can do 15 minutes, I, I end up learning new words if I do 15 minutes, whereas three minutes is basically just maintaining my current vocab. Then I have five minutes going through a online course about cross-country skiing. Then five minutes with another Chinese app, five minutes with a different Chinese app. So it's in total, it's 25 minutes of Chinese study. Then another six minutes of doing flashcards, turning my air purifier on. A lot of these things, I think most people would remember to do them intuitively and I probably remember about half the time in terms of things like turning the air purifier on. But I'm I'm really, because I, I'm not that great with really basic logistical things, remembering to lock the door, remembering to put my wallet away. I find this helpful as I'm essentially using it as a, a checklist of things that I want to do every day. And then some of them are, are more aspirational and things that I want to use the internet for, but I, need, I want to do it in a safe way. So, for example, if I had unfettered access to the internet, I might do my cross-country skiing course, but I might end up 
just checking emails or, or on Twitter or on Facebook, doing things which aren't really aligned to where I want to take my life. And so it's helpful having being able to use the internet, but using it in a safe way. And yeah, that, that's most of the things there. I've, I've got a few other things around. There's some um, some apps that I use. One that's resilience coaching. Another one which is a reminder to reach out to a friend. And then the final part is, and if I get to this point, I'm so happy because I normally don't. I think by this point, it's about three and a half hours. The final couple of things are to do a evening yoga session. It feels great when I do that. Basically, it's more the morning yoga session. It's a bit more active, whereas the evening yoga session, it's more restorative yoga helping me to, to get ready for sleep and then just brush my teeth, make sure the phone is not near my bed. And that's it. Go to sleep. Yeah. I probably put you to sleep with that, <laughs> that evening routine. Certainly is a lot. <laughs> yeah. Like, like you said, it's three and a half hours now. I think a lot of people are going to struggle to have like a checklist of, 10, 10 or 15 minutes of things so just i think i think it's important to remind everyone that we all start where we start it's sometimes the the simplest habits that provide the strongest foundations and so we can start with maybe one or two things jess has been at this a long time this is yeah don't, and I don't, still don't think don't you're going to be jess overnight <laughs> it's difficult for me say if i We've got our podcast recording tonight and I'm, I'm not going to get through most of it tonight. Damn you, Joey. Mm. <laughs> or if I go for a, <laughs> sometimes on Tuesday nights, I, I go and join a running club, do an evening workout. So in, in times like that, I don't go get through most of the activities, but I've front loaded the ones that I care about the most. So if I get through the first hour and a half, that's essentially my set of core evening habits. And everything after that, it's more things that I, I really, I like doing and I feel great when I do it, but I don't expect to do it every day. Yeah, nice one. Thank you for sharing that with us. I guess just to take us out, could you tell us a bit more about some resources, books, philosophies? You already mentioned a few apps, but um, mm. yeah, the, the ones that you find the most helpful for productivity and habit formation, maybe like the top two or three, if you, if you can pick them. Yeah, sure. I might break it into apps, books, and philosophies. So in terms of apps, I'll speak my own. I, I think Focus Bear is pretty solid. If you're on a Mac, check it out, focusbear.io. The other ones that I use that I find helpful are the Mac app timing for automatically tracking my time. I find for my phone, I'm using a, an Android app just called Block because the, the Focus Bear mobile app isn't ready yet. And that basically locks distracting apps in the evening. They're really good. In terms of philosophies and books, I, I really like, I, I too haven't read Atomic Habits. I've listened to the audiobook. I, I don't feel like I properly absorbed it. So I'm probably going to read the, the paper version in the next month or so once my wife finishes with it. 
but I, I have recently read Tiny Habits and I believe that basically James Clear based a lot of what he's come up with as his content based on BJ Fogg's work. The same, it's the same philosophy around BJ Fogg talks about that you want to anchor your habits. I, I do anchor some habits in terms of one, one habit that I don't have in focus bear because it doesn't really work is taking vitamins. And I was very, I have been very inconsistent with that. But one thing that I've drawn out of reading the book recently is having a prompt that comes at an appropriate time. And I have a, a strong, I don't know whether I'd call it a habit, but a, a habit or a, an activity of adding olive oil to my food. That's always the last thing that I do before I eat my lunch or my dinner. And I've put a sticky note next to the olive oil container, which says, take your vitamins. And I've been taking my vitamins since doing that. So I really, I, I've found his techniques or his philosophy very practical. For me, I, I need to add some additional components to it because he talks about that you can just chain habits and James Clear talks about habit stacking as well. I think that works if you only have maybe five habits that you want to do. But when you are very aspirational and you have 30 different things that you want to do, some of which are it's hard to remember to do them one after another, I found that the combination of doing habit stacking or habit chaining is good for the first couple. And then for more of the, the stretch habits, I find it helpful having Focus Bear guide me through it. And then one other philosophy would be getting things done by David Allen. We talked about that earlier in terms of the spiritual ram, not keeping things in your head, writing everything down, the concept of a, a second brain that works really well for me so that I'm, I'm, I'm able to come up with creative new ideas and I don't have to execute them right away. I can probably come up with other resources, but they're the, the key ones for me at the moment. Yeah, it's quite a nice bunch of, of things to follow up on. So thank you. Thank you, Jess. Thanks for interviewing me. <laughs> it's a pleasure. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Focus and Chill podcast. To listen to other episodes, jump onto podcast.focusbear.io. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or you know someone who'd be a good fit, email us at team at focusbear.io. Otherwise, stay focused, stay chilled, and peace out. <laughs>